as God intended. Let's go. Talk Radio, where pharmaceuticals are not medicine, but love always is. I'm your host, Nicola Burnett, holistic dietitian and functional medicine practitioner, and proprietor of Back to Balance Wellness Center in Las Vegas, Nevada. I thank you for joining me today at Looking for Healing Talk Radio. Looking for Healing is an exciting show where you can learn from experts in the practice of natural medicine. Combined, the show hosts possess more than 100 years of clinical experience as professional healers and includes myself, Nicola Burnett, Dr. Henry Ely, Dr. Brian Artis, and Dr. Jana Schmidt. If you are into all things natural when it comes to health and healing, then stick with us. This is the show for you. I am super grateful for having the opportunity to share and educate and expand the minds of others on the topic of natural healing, which is a topic that has seemingly gotten lost as the primary way of healing. I invite you to share the links and to tell your like-minded friends and family that they can find us live every week at America Out Loud Talk Radio at 8 a.m. Pacific Standard Time, 10 a.m. Central Standard Time, and 11 a.m. Eastern Standard Time and via recorded podcasts of americaoutloud.com, iHeartRadio, Spotify, Pandora Networks, and via America Out Loud phone apps downloaded from Apple and Android. I'd like to just take a moment to thank the sponsor of the show, Global Healing. They make beautiful natural supplements that are made with pure ingredients. One of the products that I'm a big fan of is their organic vegan vitamin B12 formula. B12 is necessary for maintaining the energy pathways in the body, is necessary and critical for their neurological system, and I really appreciate the fact that it is triple activated because it's made with three of the best forms of B12. It also contains Ormus supercharged minerals, and it is made with triple distilled biophotonic structured water. A lot of intelligence in this product. Hey, and Global Healing is offering a generous 25% off of your first purchase as a thank you to our faithful listening audience of Looking for Healing Radio. Use the discount code of OUTLOUD. That's O-U-T-L-O-U-D. OUTLOUD when you place your order. Okay, so let's get into it. We have a great show for today. We're going to be talking about the top five most common questions I get from audiences and or clients. So I have a feeling a lot of you out there are going to be able to relate to these questions. I'm hoping to get to these top five Uh, There's a lot to talk about on each one of them. So if I don't cover all of them, then perhaps I'll cover some of the other topics on another show. This is always a hot topic. Okay, let's start off with supplements. This is probably the number one question that I get. 
I get folks either when I give talks in the audience and they'll ask about supplements. And usually the questions are something around, God, I've been taking so many supplements. I went to this health food store. Uh, I, I read an article. I went to go see you know, a practitioner and they gave me all these supplements and I've been taking them for a long time. Usually six months, two years, somewhere in there is the common amount of time. And they will say, you know, I'm taking this stuff, but I'm, I'm really not getting much out of it, or I'm not noticing anything, or I have such a minimal, you know, this got better and that got better, but, you know, my primary issues that I'm dealing with, it, it really doesn't seem to be having an effect at all. And then they get very weary, uh, they get exhausted, because taking these supplements is like a part-time job. They're spending tons of their income buying these products and they just kind of lose the, the wind in their sails. They just kind of lose their enthusiasm, their inspiration, their, their gusto, and they just stop taking them. And I'll say, well, what did you notice when you stopped taking them? Ah, well, I mean, you know, this got a little worse or I got headaches more often or whatever it might be. But, you know, I, I don't know. I wasn't getting much out of it to begin with. And these are quite common questions that I get from audiences when I do public speaking, but also questions I get daily in the office from clients who come to see me at Back to Balance. So a couple of things about supplements, and, and this is, this is going to be my thing. I'm always going to defer back to the conditioning and programming that is stopping the intelligent thinking that is stopping people to be able to think for themselves, come to their own conclusions. Why do I always talk about this? Because conditioning and programming is so ingrained in all of us. And until you come around to understanding this and really bringing that conditioning and programming to light, it will just constantly hold you back. It, that conditioning and programming will just continue to be a wall that you keep hitting and can't get past. So every time I talk about health and nutrition, I'm always going to bring in the topic of conditioning and programming. So what is the conditioning and programming around supplements? Yeah, there's a lot of it. Well, the first thing is that we are always deferred to the um, RDIs or the RDAs. And the other thing that we are always referred to or deferred to is the food guide pyramid. So let, let's talk about those things. There may be some things that I'm going to mention that you're aware of. Maybe you're not aware of those things. First of all, they're set up as these guidelines. And so right away, just when you read that, if you were to Google health, nutrition, how much chromium do I need? How much vitamin D, any of these types of things, and you get any of these kind of standard government sites coming up, uh, they, they make it, those are usually the first things that pop up and they really make it look as if this is very, this has been studied. It's been determined. We know this it's mundane. All these, you know, government agencies have your, um, you know, your, your best interest in mind and they've done all the studies and they've figured this out and they present this information either in the RDIs or the RDAs, like I said, are a food guide pyramid presentation. Well, 
I'll, I'll share with you that uh, the other interesting thing, so here's here was my critical thinking process, you know, way back when I was young and unaware of a lot of things and in college. When they bring up these standards that they set in the industry, and then when you look at your supplements, whatever supplements you buy, you go to the store and you buy these supplements. Some of you are aware, some of you aren't aware that the industry sets standards for supplements. And you're really not allowed to go outside of those parameters. So it's interesting how the parameters are somewhat closely matched to the standards, again, RDA, RDI, Food Guide Pyramid, that's put out there. And that's intentional, right, on the governing agency's part. So if, for example, in the RDIs, they say that, you know, 80 to 100 milligrams of vitamin C is what a, a body needs in a day, and then you pick up a supplement and a supplement maybe is 100 milligrams or 500 milligrams. If it's 100 milligrams and you look on the back of the bottle, it will say 100%, meaning, oh, giving the impression you're meeting 100% of your needs of vitamin C. Well, you know, the average average consumer will pick that up, look at that and go, oh, this looks like a pretty good supplement. I'm getting all my needs met here and I can move on. This is, this is good for me. I'm doing well. Uh, this will cover my vitamin C needs. Now, most of you know that the standard industry for vitamin C is usually 500 or 1,000. They do have 100, 250, but that's the, the most common one you're going to see is 500 per serving or 1,000 per serving. And when you pick the bottle up and you look at that, it's going to say something like 667%, you know, of your vitamin C needs or 300 and, you know, 65% of your vitamin C needs. So then it starts to give you an impression that it looks excessive, right? And maybe even to some people, it looks a little bit, um, you know, dangerous or concerning like, oh, wow, perhaps I'm going to overdose if I take this product or I could buy this product and take less or maybe they don't think of it at all. But right there, what I just described to you is a form of conditioning and programming in the world of health and nutrition. So they're sending messages through those presentations on the bottles. And you probably don't stop to critical think about those. You just look at them and kind of take them at face value and move on. So that's one thing. Uh, about supplements. The other thing about supplements is the three most important things that you need to know about supplements you'll never learn from the bottle. Uh, one of those things is related to sourcing of ingredients to make the supplement. Now, I'm not sure that this is probably still the case. I haven't looked at the, the stats on this for quite some time, but the first thing that's important to understand about any supplement is where they source their raw ingredients from. Now, it, historically for the past 20 to 30 years, the majority of raw ingredients have been sourced from China. And when they source raw ingredients, most of the time they're just getting the raw ingredients and they're not checked, like, like checked in a lab 
for safety, right? They're not checked to see if they're tainted with any kind of toxins or pollutants or heavy metals. So the lower your supplement cost, then typically what you're going to find with that is that those are the raw, that the supplements that have raw materials in them that are the cheapest and that are not checked for anything. So that's something to, to take note. And they're not going to advertise that on the bottle. Some supplement companies will advertise made in the USA. Now you might gloss over that and it might be so tiny, you need a magnifying glass to see that. But I'll tell you why they're putting that, why the, the supplement manufacturer is choosing to put that on their product. They want you to know it's not from China. <laughs> That's basically the message there. And if it's not from China, then it probably means that this company has put in due diligence to check raw materials for things like uh, safety, right? To see if they're contaminated again with chemicals, heavy metals, anything of that, that nature. China used to be, I, I think a couple of years ago, India surpassed China as the most polluted company or uh, country in the world. I believe India is now number one. Maybe China is in number two. But point being, it's either number one or number two most polluted country in the world. So what that means is the raw materials that are coming uh, from those countries that supplement manufacturers will order, most of the time have a lot of not good things in them, things that you know can do harm and not promote health. So that's one thing to know about. And the only way you can really find out about the safety of a product is if the company itself chooses to hire an independent lab, a third party that has nothing to do with the company. They hire an independent lab to do uh, studies to make sure that their product is, is basically clean right? It's, it doesn't have a lot of, you know, toxic uh, garbage in it. Well, again, I'm going to go back to price. Okay. The cheaper the product, and if you're buying things at a, you know, your basic drugstore, right. Or your, you know, kind of Walmart level of, of store, then probably those are not uh, checked out very well for, for toxic material. The second thing that I you need to pay attention to that's not on the bottle of your supplement uh, supplements that you buy, products that you buy, are the molecular structure of the nutrient, right? And, and how the company has manufactured their supplements. Are they using certain chemicals in high amounts? Are they heat processing? Um, are they using from natural food? Are they extracting vitamins and minerals from food products? Or are they manufacturing um, things in a lab? So those are some other things that we need to consider when we're looking at uh, supplements and products. And again, none of those things are going to be on the label. So it takes a little bit of detective work and legwork and effort and time on your part to determine if those things, any of those things that I'm talking about uh, are being uh, done by any of the supplement companies that you may purchase from. So 
And how do the first thing you can start to do if you're curious about this is to contact the company and ask them, hey, do you do third-party independent testing? And if you do, are you interested at all in sharing any of those reports? You know, would you send them to me um, in a link or are they up on your website or is there somebody in quality control that I could speak to that could share some information with me? So that's, that's an important step to do when you're researching companies. And I'll say the last thing, and then we're going to go to a quick break here, is do a little bit of research on who owns that company. Uh, I think I mentioned on previous podcasts, there's, what, seven companies in the world that own the food supply. And many of these monstrosities, these monopolies, are looking to take over most of these um, independent supplement manufacturers. And so it's the same kind of thing. You may have a supplement. You may say, who owns company X? And then it says, you know, Y. Who owns company Y? And you keep doing your research, right? Oh, W. Who owns company W? And you keep doing this and you'll find that the link goes all the way back up to, oh, I don't know, DuPont or Nabisco or her, something like that. So that's another important thing to, uh, to determine. Okay, we're going to go to a short break. And when we return, I'll continue discussing this topic of the top five most common questions I get from audiences or clients. World-class care from doctors you can trust, all from the comfort of your home. That is One Wellness. Dr. Peter McCullough and his team at The Wellness Company launched the One Wellness membership to provide free monthly supplements and unlimited telemedicine access with doctors that share your values. Be a part of a revolutionary new healthcare system that puts your health and well-being above the interests of Big Pharma's bottom line. It's the way healthcare should be. Go to OutLoudCare.com today and use code OUTLOUD for 25% off your first month of One Wellness. Here on America Out Loud, we emphasize optimal health, and air is the most essential element for life. The average person inhales over 35 pounds of air every day, yet we seldom think about how to rid the air of pathogens swiftly and safely when we need to. The Genesis Fogger Plus HOCL is the only way to quickly and naturally restore air to its optimal condition. Visit genesisfogger.com forward slash out loud for a free ebook on everything you need to know about HOCL and receive a 15% discount on the Genesis Fogger with promo code OUTLOUD. With Genesis, you'll be ready for what's next. Oral hygiene hasn't changed in 50 years, but our diet and the way we eat has, creating an environment in your mouth for bacteria to wreak havoc on your teeth and gums. For better oral health, get Spry Dental Defense an oral care line designed to combat acid-creating bacteria. The toothpaste, mouthwash, mints, and gum all contain xylitol, a natural ingredient shown to dramatically improve oral health. Spry can be found online and at all fine natural retailers. This is Nicola Burnett coming back from our short break on Looking for Healing Radio. And real quick, I just want to mention that if you are not able to catch any of our shows live, just know that all of our shows go to podcasts typically a day or two after the broadcast is complete. You can listen to any of the podcasts on Spotify, Stitcher, Pandora, iHeart, or America Out Loud, and, and many others. If you like what you're hearing, make sure to subscribe and rate the show for us. Okay, so let's get back into it. 
Our topic is what are the top five most common questions I get from audiences or clients in regards to natural healing? Now, I was speaking earlier in the first segment about the RDAs and the RDIs, and I realized that I didn't stop to clarify what that is. So RDAs are Recommended Dietary Allowances, and RDIs are Recommended Dietary Intakes. And those are standards that are determined by different um, government industries who set standards for the supplement protocol or sorry for the supplement um, uh, supplement uh, guidelines. Okay. So, and one other thing I wanted to get back to just one last thing on this topic, I mentioned the molecular structure and I want to just explain a little bit more about what I mean by that. Most of the time when two people are conversing about nutrition and they're talking about taking magnesium. I remember once I was at a restaurant, I was sitting alone. It was for lunch. There was two uh, women sitting at the table next to me, seemed to be friends, uh, getting together, hadn't seen each other for a while, catching up kind of a thing. And one of the women said to her friend, oh, I don't know my health. Yeah. I, I don't know. I'm just having problems. You know, I'm, I'm in my fifties approaching sixties and I'm just, I'm having trouble with sleep. I just seem to wake up during the night. I, I can fall asleep easy, but I don't know. I don't really seem to stay asleep more than maybe 45 minutes, two hours, and then I'm up and it takes me a long time to go back to sleep again. You know, that that kind of dialogue. And the, the one friend sitting across from her who was listening said, oh, I know what you need to do. You need to take magnesium. Oh yeah, that magnesium will help you sleep and it's great. And I take this product and I got it at this store and, you know, it's just great. That's what you need is magnesium. Oh, okay. Well, you know, thank you so much. Her friend says, I'll, I'll try that. I'll, you know, swing by tomorrow and I'll pick some of that up and yeah, yeah. Let me know how it goes. Okay, sure. You know, these kinds of conversations you hear constantly, or at least I do in the general public. So I'll just pick on magnesium When somebody says magnesium, if you want to really kind of go down the rabbit hole with this, there's six, seven types of magnesium at different molecular structures that somebody could take orally or even topically that do very different things in the body. So when I have clients come to me and they will fill out all their new client forms and paperwork, and and there's all kinds of questions about their health history. So I have an understanding of what's going on with them. When, when I start with a new client, they might write down that they can't go to the bathroom, uh, that you know constipation is a big issue for them, or they might write down that they have chronic headaches. Um, think, you know, different types of symptoms that they're dealing with or issues they're dealing with. And when I'm uh, suggesting or designing a supplement protocol for these clients, I will give different forms of magnesium based on what their issues or their symptoms are. I can't calm down. I have, I'm highly anxious all the time. I lie down and I'm still feel like I'm in a panicky state when I try to lie down and go to bed. So that's an example of what I meant when I was talking about molecular structure. 
when you turn over a product, you know, usually they're alphabetized in the store and maybe you go and look at the M's and you're looking for magnesium and there's, you know, 10 different products listed there. And you're looking on the back and you're reading what form of magnesium is in the product. Then those are things that, you know, you may want to consider or that I consider when I'm working with somebody. So that was what I meant by molecular structure. Okay. Second thing I want to talk about with supplements that can be very confusing for people is a lot of people think more is better. And that's actually not the case. But before we even get to the amount, the first thing that needs to be determined is what do you actually need? Majority of people will take supplements based on what they heard on a commercial, based on what their friend told them, like that meeting at lunch that I was talking about with the two women talking about magnesium, or they'll take something based on their search engine results, you know, whatever they Googled on whatever chromium or folate or whatever it might be. And when you take a supplement, when you don't need it, it doesn't really do much for you. The the body will get rid of it because it has what it needs. And it just gives the body extra work to do to conjugate and break that that, uh, excess product down and move it out of the system. So you may think it's valuable because you read something on an article on Google and you may go buy the product, but if you don't actually need it, in other words, you're not actually deficient in it, it's going down the toilet. (laughs) So that's another thing to consider. And how do you know what it is that you actually need? Well, I'm a proponent of the technique that I use. I use frequency-based scanning technology. And we can look and see exactly what's going on with the vitamin levels and the mineral levels. And out of every single thing out there, I have found nothing that can touch that as far as accuracy uh, for giving information on that very topic. So that's what I use and it's incredibly accurate. Okay, so if we figured out what we need, oh, and one other thing I'll say about that. Sometimes I get clients, not sometimes, all the time, (laughs) I get clients who will go to a doctor's office and say, well, I went to my physician's office and I had a full full, uh, blood panel or my naturopath or whomever it might be that they see, my nurse practitioner, and I had a full blood panel and they tested me for, you know, some vitamins and some minerals. And they'll say, oh, it came back that I was short in iron or I was low in iron. Well, the truth of the matter is, And this is a fact. If you find out that you're low on some kind of a a test on one mineral, two minerals, or three minerals, trust me, you're low across the board. That is just a fact. Because minerals come through food. And I've mentioned so many times that the food supply is grandly, grandly raped of nutrition in the way that they do commercial farming. And so it's gonna be depleted across the board. It's not gonna be just raving and on high amounts of boron and strontium and tin and iodine and calcium, and then uh, we're totally low in iron. I mean, not all foods will have iron as, as a major nutrient in them, 
But when you look at how people eat in a day, we usually eat two, maybe three meals a day. We should be eating a variety of things, you know, some vegetables and some fruits and, and some nuts and some grains and, you know, different things throughout the day. And we should be collecting the nutrients we need from all the different foods. Because when you look at all the different food spectrums, each food will principally have maybe two to five, two to five nutrients that that food is very high in, but other foods don't score that high in. And so when you're eating a quote, balanced diet, what that really means is at the end of a day, at the end of a 24 hour period, you should be taking in a variety of foods. And as a result, you should be getting the adequate amounts of vitamins and minerals that you need by eating a variety of foods. That's the, that's the general concept. Now, is that happening? No, it's not happening because again, our food supply is so incredibly deficient. And I've mentioned before, when we do the uh, scans, when I do the scans in the office and we look at the vitamin and mineral content, it's not uncommon that people are anywhere from 68% to 86% devoid in vitamins and minerals. That is totally commonplace these days. So that was just uh, another thing that I wanted to, to chat about was the molecular structure. And the next thing that I wanted to talk about, because I get this a lot, there's this kind of, what would I call it? Um, beginner nutrition protocol. And this isn't any judgment and this isn't a criticism. It's just when you're starting out in a field, in any field, doesn't matter what it is, could be nutrition or starting out playing a new instrument, uh, whatever it might be, you're just not going to be really educated and and well-versed and have a really uh, magnificent repertoire of information on the topic because you're just starting. And so when people first start out and they're trying to improve their health, improve their symptoms, deal with their you know health issues, I would say two of the most common supplements that they always end up taking, whether they got talked into them or they read something or a friend said, oh, you have to take X, Y, and Z, it's digestive enzymes and probiotics. So I want to just talk about these two because out of all supplements, hands down, these are two of the most common supplements that people will reach for. So let's talk about digestive enzymes. That's always a, a favorite one of mine. Now, the first thing to understand is that a healthy body, what does health mean? A healthy body means that the body is able to manufacture, produce, secrete, and circulate all of the chemicals that it needs. Okay, that's digestive acids, that's enzymes, you know, hydrochloric acid, pepsin, you know, whatever it might be, things of that nature. And so if we are nutritionally deficient, our body will not manufacture those things. So we'll stick to digestive acids and enzymes at the moment, because that's the topic that we're talking about. And so two sides of the coin, no nutritional deficiency, low toxic load, body has no problem producing digestive enzymes and acids. Other side of the coin, lots of nutritional deficiency, 
most likely the person has no idea that they have that level of deficiency. They don't produce or manufacture digestive enzymes. They think it's due to age. They think it's, you know, because they have a poor diet, you know, they, they blame it on something else. And then they start to take digestive uh, enzymes and they take them all the time and they take them for 20 years. Now I don't recommend that. And the reason why I don't recommend that is because whenever you take a product um, exogenously, meaning outside of the body, like digestive enzymes, whenever you take a product like that repeatedly over and over and over and over again, it signals your body to suppress its own production because it's like, oh, I, I you know, have my hand on the pulse out there in this chemistry and nope, we got plenty of digestive enzymes coming in. Nope, we don't need to make any. So the longer that the person takes the digestive enzymes, then the more suppressed their body can become in the manufacturing of them. So what's the proper way out of this? Well, the first thing is to make sure you have zero nutritional deficiencies in your body. Because if you have no nutritional deficiencies, then what that means is you have all a nice stockpile of all the raw material the body needs to manufacture the chemicals we call digestive enzymes. And yes, they are chemicals. They're natural. The body manufactures them. They're not chemicals like made at you know a paint company or DuPont or something like that. They're, they're produced naturally by the body, but they are, a, from a technical standpoint, a chemical. And so the first thing, again, you want to find out what deficiencies do I have? You want to recover those deficiencies. And then you'll watch or become aware if you have, you know, appropriate uh, way of, of testing, um, you'll be able to determine that your body has no problem making and producing digestive enzymes. And this is true. What I just said is true if you're 20, if you're 40, if you're 90, and if you're 120. Okay. So age does not play the role in this production of digestive enzymes that the conditioning and programming that we have been taught to believe uh, will, will tell you. So uh, again, in the center, we use technology. It's really Tesla's designed uh, technology that is easy to give a very um, accurate, quick representation of the nutritional status in somebody's body. And so we just use that tool and we can go off of that and we have great success doing that. Okay, let's see. The next product uh, or classification of products that I wanted to talk about was probiotics. So this is also a super, super common thing that the, the average consumer will pick up when they're looking to improve their health. So we're going to go to a quick break here. And when I come back, I'll get into the topic of probiotics and give you some of my thoughts on that. So we're going to just go to a quick break here. And before we do, I just want to let you know that Looking for Healing Radio is on five days a week, Monday through Friday. Between my co-hosts and I, you can find a new show every day of the week, Monday through Friday. If while you are listening, a question pops into your mind, 
please feel free to submit your question by going to the nav bar on the Looking for Healing page. We would really love to hear from you. And all questions and comments are welcome. All right, we'll be back in just a minute. It was Henry Wadsworth Longfellow that said, lives of great men all remind us we can make our lives sublime and departing, leave behind us footprints on the sands of time. America Out Loud Talk Radio, the liberty and justice for all. Trouble getting to sleep and staying asleep is infuriating. Your mind races, you toss and turn. Nutrition company Healthy Cell created REM sleep to help you quickly fall asleep, stay asleep, and sleep deep. Unlike other supplements that don't work, REM sleep is not a pill. It's a gel you swallow with ultra-absorption of science-backed ingredients, supporting all four stages of sleep. Go to HealthyCell.com and use code OUTLOUD for 25% off your first order. Risk-free. Love it or your money back. Guaranteed. HealthyCell.com. Code out loud. The pandemic may be over for some, but millions of Americans are needlessly suffering from the long-term effects of toxic spike protein from COVID-19 and the vaccines. Fortunately, Dr. Peter McCullough and his team at the wellness company designed their spike support formula with the miracle enzyme natokinase, scientifically studied to dissolve spike protein so you can feel your very best. Go to OutLoudCare.com today and use code OUTLOUD for 25% off your first order. If you're like me, you'd like life to return to some kind of normal. You're burned out on all the fear-mongering, but deep down you try and minimize viral exposure and your risk of getting sick. You've heard it talked about time and again by respected medical professionals. Use a pulvinone iodine nasal solution. I don't need to tell you just how powerful a nasal cleansing formula with xylitol, pulvinone iodine, and vitamin D3 for immune support could be. In fact, my attorney told me not to tell you. Google it and find out for yourself. Now, get yourself a bottle of American-made Cofix RX nasal solution. Let's get out and live again. CofixRx.com. That's C-O-F-I-X-R-X.com. Use coupon code out loud and get 20% off. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to Looking for Healing Talk Radio, where pharmaceuticals are not medicine, but love always is. We've been talking about supplements, lots of things about supplements. And the last I left off during the break, I said I was going to come back and talk about probiotics. So let's jump into that topic. And before I even talk about probiotics, I want to explain some basic concepts. In this day and age, most people just have a wrecked gut. I'm just going to say it. (laughs) All I've done for 30 plus years is work with humans who are not well. And I can think of, you know, in that time period, I can think of maybe on one hand, the number of people whose uh, guts were in pretty good conditions. And it's even when we consider one hand, it's probably only like two or three people. So this is a common issue that everybody is dealing with. And I would say it's 100% certain that every single human has a gut issue. Now, some people are really bad off and it gets, you know, really irritable bowel syndrome type thing, Crohn's. 
And some people just kind of stumble through life and they know if I eat that food, I'm going to get really gassy and bloated. So I just don't eat that food or I can't have dairy because, you know, it upsets my stomach and makes me nauseate and gives me diarrhea, you know, so I just don't eat dairy, right? So there's many, there's many variations of this presentation that I'm referring to, um, but pretty much everybody on the planet is plagued with some kind of issue with their gastrointestinal system. So it's so common that the first supplement that people will reach for is probiotics. And I get a lot of questions about, well, what, what product and what do you recommend? And what about this strain? And it's made like this and it's refrigerated and it's frozen and it's, you know, all these things, right. That people will comment about the product and how they've manufactured. And I'll just say, okay, you're kind of ahead of the curve here. And I'll just ask a basic question, which is, so tell me how pro how, tell me how you think probiotics may help you with your gut issues. Or I might ask, you've been on probiotics for a while. Have they done anything for you? You know, are you still having the gas and bloating? Do you still have the Crohn's? What, you know, whatever it might be. And they'll go, well, yeah, I do. They'll say, okay, so you just shared with me, you've been on probiotics for two, four, five, seven years and your gut issues are the same or have gotten worse. Well, yeah. Well, then do you think you should be taking probiotics? You know, these are the kind of questions I ask to get people to critically think, well, I don't know, right? And then they kind of stop and get a little bit of a, you know, deer in the headlights look. So here's, here's just some background information to understand just the basics of probiotics. We all know that a healthy gut flora is pretty much, the, you know, these days, the definition of health. And we all know that most people don't have one. So when you think about the gut condition that, that somebody has, I mean, sometimes it's obvious to see their gut condition. If somebody is sitting in a chair and their gut is, you know, one foot away, extending out from them, uh, that's kind of an easy thing to see. But when you see somebody who's maybe young and petite and has a perfectly flat stomach, as I've had many clients come to me uh, and they will say, well, I've got, you know, I've got this, I've got that, I've got bad breath, I'm belching all the time. I, you know, I, I get all these sharp pains in my stomach. It's not so obvious because we, you know, they look fine on the outside, but we can't see them on the inside. But we know from their symptoms, they've got a lot of issues and their gut from the symptoms they're experiencing. So basically put, simply stated, if anybody has gut issues, gut issues come from a couple of reasons, and it's usually a combination of these reasons. But the main reason why gut issues show up is because of infection in the gut. You probably never thought of your colon this way, but the colon is the sewer system of the body. I mean, that that's it, folks. That's what the that's what it is. And it doesn't mean to say it's not valuable. I'm not putting the colon down by any means. I mean, imagine if we didn't have sewer systems, right? Toilets that connected sewer systems in our homes. I mean, dear God, that would be awful. So it's extremely important to have a sewer system. And the colon just happens to be play that role in the body. Now, that's not the only role it plays. It will reabsorb water. It, it's the place where minerals are uh, pulled into the body and absorbed. Um, you know, there's a lot of great things about the colon, 
but in general, the main thing is that it serves as a sewer system. So I don't know if you've ever seen humans when they have to go down into the sewer system in a city, right? Something happens and I don't know, they have to go down into the sewer system. They suit up as if it is, you know, Armageddon, life ending, uh, World War III, end of the world. I mean, they've got, you know, breathing masks on, they've got these suits. I mean, it, it just looks like, you know, quite an ordeal. Um, because when they go down in the sewer system, if they breathe in those fumes, those noxious, toxic fumes for more than 30 seconds to, you know, a minute or two, it will kill them. And that's why they have to have these, you know, arm up and these incredible suits and masks and all of this stuff. So imagine now you're taking a probiotic and this innocent little, you know, probiotic pill, you swallow that pill. And when you swallow that pill, it gets dumped into a sewer system. So that poor little innocent probiotic pill, which might have 50 billion or, you know, 20 million or who knows, um, count in it, gets basically thrown to the wolves because it's entering into this massive sewer system that has just been taken over by infection. And when I say infection, I'm referring to parasites. I'm referring to mold, fungal infections, bacteria, things of that nature. And the reason why there's so much of it that can grow in the colon is because the environment in that person's colon is such that it will generously uh, harbor a perfect, filthy, dirty environment for that bacteria or parasite to thrive and grow. It's, you know, I always say to my clients, uh, if you were to see what was in your colon, you know, it's not unicorns and hummingbirds uh, flying around in there. It's more like rats and cockroaches until we get that, all of that debris cleaned out. And that's, you know, that's pretty accurate. So taking a probiotic and throwing a pill into an environment like that is probably going to be pretty ineffective. Think of it this way. There was that massive oil spill down in Mexico. Gosh, I think now it's going back maybe eight or 10 years, but I, I don't remember the name of the ship, but there was just, I think it was the worst oil spill recorded in history, if I can remember properly. And a lot of people will run down there and they will, you know, one of the first things is the ecosystems and saving the birds and, and all of this type of stuff, which is great and totally necessary. However, if, if a group, a uh, humanitarian group, uh, were running down there to take care of the animals and they took all the birds and the seals and the, you know, whom, whatever kind of animal uh, wildlife that they may find in that area and rehab them, you know, they clean them up, maybe they detox them, maybe they put them in a separate holding tank for a while until they get better. But the leak from the ship, all that petroleum is not stopped. Nobody stops that leak. And you rehab the animals and you return the animals to the same environment. What have you really done? You really haven't done anything. You've wasted a lot of time, money, and resources in rehabbing those animals. 
So it's a very similar understanding when you're throwing probiotics into a gut and depending on the microbial count, the infection rate, the amount of fecal mucoid plaque that is lodged in that person's colon, there's a really good chance that that's not going to do much. And I can tell you just from working with clients, my question to them is, well, let me ask you this question, Mary or Greg or Susan, when you take your probiotics, do you notice any changes? Is everything the same or is it better or is it worse? And a lot of the time, the common answer that I get, when I say a lot of the time, I'd say maybe 60 to 80%, they'll say, yeah, I take it, but I don't really notice much. And in my world and in my book, then it's probably a waste of your money at this point. But I also will encourage somebody if they say, oh, when I take this uh, probiotic, I can go to the bathroom on a regular basis. I have a bowel movement every day. Then I'll say, then absolutely, you need to carry on and continue taking that probiotic. So, and the other thing I'll say about probiotics, there is a time and there is a place for probiotics. And what I mean by that, in our program, the first thing we do is restore nutrition. We restore repleted or depleted, or sorry, depleted nutrition. We replete somebody's nutrition. When you replete their nutrition, the first thing that happens, or one of the many things that happens, is that their body now has the raw material to manufacture white blood cells. And so the white blood cell goes count goes up, and that's your immune system, folks. The more white blood cells you have, the stronger your immune system. And your immune system will only increase when your nutrition is fully repleted. So that's the first thing to do, the first step to do. And in repleting the nutrition, we will see the microbial count shift in favor of the human that we're working with. So what that means is there's less dysbiosis, right? So there's less of that, meaning um, when we recover somebody's nutrition, their body starts to manufacture more of the beneficial bacterias in the body than harboring and growing the ones that we don't want. So that's, that's what that means. And so when you do the nutrition process, you know, we do gain some ground there. And the next process we do is detox and detox is really, really important uh, for, from the perspective of the less garbage there is, the less sewer system-ish, if you will, um, the body, the state of the body, the, the colon and the body in general, then the more likely there's going to be a microbial environment of the kind that we want, not the kind that we don't want. So detox is a really important uh, process in changing the gut microflora. Um, and the other thing, just to know a little bit on a side note about the gut microflora is that as the nutrition goes up and the toxic load goes down, then the, um, it, the, the internal chemistry or environment that these critters are living in 
shifts and becomes much more favorable to creating the type of microflora that we desire. And it strengthens the immune system to go after and kill off the infections we don't want in the body. Now, another little interesting tidbit that maybe a lot of people aren't aware of, the more nutritional deficiency that one has, the higher the toxic load, hence the higher the infection rate in the body, infection, parasite, bacteria, mold, et cetera. And the higher the rate of infection, the least amount of nutrition you'll receive from the food that you eat. I'll say it another way. And I always share this with my clients. Your infections eat before you do, and they throw you the scraps. And that's literally how that works. So when you lower the toxic load, the microflora environment changes and the infections we don't desire in the body become less and less and less. If you've got you know, less of a parasite infection, if you start at 5 million of these parasites and you're down to 1 million, then the nutrition that you consume, whether it be from a supplement, an herb, a food, there's more of that nutrition available to move towards your organic tissues, your biology, instead of that nutrition moving towards feeding the infection. So that's an important thing to understand. So the decision to take a probiotic, uh, when to take a probiotic, how much is it going to be helpful? It's actually a pretty strategic thing. I mean, probiotics, there's no harm with them. So you can always just start taking a probiotic and just observe as to whether or not it seems to be helping. And if you get any benefit from it, I, I would say, hey, you know, keep on taking it. However, when we're working with clients, there's really a targeted time when we want to bring in probiotics. We actually start people on probiotics from the very beginning. Maybe it does something, maybe it does nothing, maybe it stays the same, maybe it improves a little bit. But when we get into the detoxing portion and we start really hefty cleaning out uh, human colons from the fecal mucoid plaque that builds up in everybody's colon, nobody is immune to this, by the way. When you start lowering that amount, that's really when you want to come and hit that colon, I would say heavy with an inoculation of a more uh, beneficial uh, microflora, because that's when the environment has changed so much. When you remove a lot of the waste that that colon can now support and the fostering of growing the good types of microflora that promote health in a human body, which is what we're all interested in anyways. So kind of wrapping this up and coming to a little bit of a, a conclusion and pulling it all together, there's a lot more to taking supplements than I think the, the average consumer realizes. And this is why it's really important to see somebody, you know, that you trust, um, that's educated, that really understands all of these factors. Because if you don't consider all these factors and pull all these things together, you're going to waste a lot of time and a lot of money, right? And I'm always referring back to the car, 
automobiles. Again, I'm not a mechanic. This is not my specialty. Don't ask me. Don't send me any questions about cars. But you want to take your car to somebody who's educated, who's trained, who has experience. They understand the design, the build, the machine, how all the parts, pieces and parts work together. And as a result of that, yeah, you might be putting out, you know, lose your car for a day or two in the shop and putting out, you know, a decent amount of money. But think about how much time you would lose and how much money you would lose if you tried to Google how to fix your car and do it yourself. All right. Well, at the beginning of the show, I mentioned the title, which is the top five most common questions I get from audiences or clients. We coupled a couple, sorry, we, we uh, covered a couple of those today and there's a few more left. So I think I'm going to take those other topics and, and just put them into some other shows. One of the topics I get asked about a lot is hormones and the other one is cellulite. How do we get rid of cellulite? So I'll work those into uh, some of the next shows that we do. And for now, I just want to thank you for spending this hour with me. I hope you're feeling inspired, educated, and hopeful that no matter what you may be dealing with from a health perspective, there's always a natural solution that may completely remedy and or significantly improve your issue. That is the message I'm hoping to convey through these discussions of natural healing. If you'd like to learn more, I invite our listening audience to visit our website at www.backtobalancelv, LV is in lasvegas.com to find about to find more about what we do at the center in Las Vegas. Until then, blessings and abundance with your health and your life. This is Nicola Burnett signing off from Looking for Healing Radio.